It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Well, I can't believe you said you got cock in your face on the radio today. (laughs) Scott said, if you miss our FM morning show, you said, and you didn't even, you didn't even giggle afterwards. I got cock in my face and I almost fell off my chair. I realize you thought I said something inappropriate for FM terrestrial radio. Well, usually that's, I mean, my your spidey senses will tingle a little bit in all the wrong ways when someone says something like that and you're actually on mm-hmm. the radio live. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a new survey that was talking about the amount of home renovations that got done during COVID. And like 81% of people did some sort of an upgrade to their home during the pandemic. And a lot of it was fairly common. I mean, the number one thing that people did was paint a room. But there were other things that got done, too. People were um, doing landscaping was number two. Number three on that list was recocking their bathroom. And I told a story once. I I have nothing but respect for people in the trades. Mm-hmm. I'm so not good at that shit. I love to do it, but I'm not good at it. And I just admire the fact that you guys are good at this sort of stuff. One of the things that needs to be done, whether you're building a home from scratch or just putting a backsplash in your kitchen, is you've got to put caulking on it. Me, once, I was trying to fix up the caulking in my bathroom, off the master bedroom. And to get at the downspout, I had to get on my back and lay underneath it to get right underneath. Maybe there's a better way. Maybe you know the better way if you're in the trade. Well, I put too much on and it started dripping to the point where I actually had caulk on my face (laughs) and it was like dripping down on me. And it's not a nice feeling, Kat. Not at all. You don't have to tell me. Sometimes it happens. (laughs) Sometimes it happens. Trying to get it out. That's the hardest part. I mean, the spout could have warned me first. Fuck. In the moment. Okay, fine. But then you got to try to get it out. Forget it if it gets in your hair. Um, Yeah, I probably would have just cut it. It's un- it's unbelievable though the amount of people. Uh, one of our sales reps actually, Adelia, uh, messaged me and said, "Please, please talk about caulking and wood again because I died." Uh, and then in the same, and then in the exact same break, as if it wasn't even made worse, I was just talking about the wood shortage. There is a wood shortage right now, and if you've been trying to get your deck done, you've been trying to get your fence done, especially those. You, of course, you can buy more expensive pieces of wood, and they're still available. But not only are they hard to find, when you do find them, they're about twice the price right now. Because when we were doing That's our ridiculous. speakeasy, when we were doing all our stuff. We got in kind of just in the nick of time, but it was hard to find those final pieces of wood. So wood is scarce, and that's not a fun time to be alive when the wood you really need is scarce. So we were talking about needing wood really bad and caulking, and I'm surprised our boss hasn't messaged us yet, to be honest. Oh, the day is young. I'm sure that's coming at some point. Oh, I'm sure Mm. it is. Um. There's a sex instructor in Australia. I don't know if people know this or not, but you can actually hire professional people that will help you with your sex life. And maybe it's just to bring out the communication in you and your partner. Maybe it's to give you ideas on new techniques. Maybe it is for a woman, for example, who cannot have an orgasm from intercourse and she can show you some things that you can manually do so that you do have an orgasm. They do all sorts of great work, these sex instructors. Well, they uh, can't take clients in person right now because of the pandemic. So this sex instructor in Australia has launched a new service to try and generate some revenue where she encourages men 
to send in a picture of their dick and she'll rate what they've got and then give them honest feedback on it. What? What? No. She's actually soliciting for dick pics? Yeah. And charging you to send them to her. And charging you to send them. I don't understand, though. Let me ask you a question here. How is she supposed to figure out, based on your dick alone, because what we were always told (laughs) is it's not really the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. So how does she really... Is that true? I, I, I... I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I only deal with large vessels. <laughs> but but how do you know by looking at that? How do you know by looking at that that they need work or don't need work in the bedroom? Because there's a lot of other factors at play is all I'm saying. I think this is probably a bit of a money grab trying to send this in and then she'll figure it out. It's not like reading a palm. You can't be like, yeah, you can only go for about 30 seconds at a time. I can read your dick real good. I don't think that's the case. I think this sounds like a total ripoff. Mm, there might be something to it. Uh, think about the logistics of this. There are guys out there that have got themselves just a fine dick. They look in the mirror when they get out of the shower and they think, that's a great dick. But how do you really know? Because it's not like guys run around rating other guys' dicks. I mean, women, if they want to compare their breasts to another woman's breast, that's fine. There's tits everywhere. You can uh, uh, see them in various states of undress just about anywhere. But there's not a lot of places where guys – and take away the porn stars because we've all seen Pornhub and some of those guys are hung like horses. Forget that shit. That's not normal. How, where else can a guy find out – how his dick shapes up against other guys. Maybe it's got like a weird bend in it or something like that. You wonder, are there other people that have a weird bend in it? Why not go to a professional who, for $37, by the way, that seems a little steep. But for $37, this sex instructor will give you an honest rating on how you compare to other guys and what you might need to do with it. Like Maybe she can tell from the picture. Oh, boy, I figure you're a little smaller than average, but you can still do some things to increase the motion of the ocean, to use your term, to improve the satisfaction of your future sex partners. Hmm. I don't know if I've got a big dick or a little dick. I mean, it looks big to me, but it looks small compared to my leg. So I don't know. It'd be kind of nice to get a rating. (laughs) Could you please submit yours? This would be great. I'll loan you the money. I'll loan. (laughs) (laughs) Loan. Okay, I'll give you the money. Because I'm curious about what you get back as an analysis. Is it her talking? Is it a video? Do you just get like a a basic written script that she's already typed out and you just she just copies and pastes it depending on the size and the swing and the and the color and texture, whatever else is going on there? Does she just send you a pre-written like, here's what I think? I, there's so much more to it. Again, this seems dumb to me. That could be one of the options, maybe. Like, maybe that's one of her services. But there's so much more to it. There's a lot of people, though, that do that sex couple therapies, too. Oh, and yeah. I wonder how that works out right now. Well, that's not one of those things that couples brag about very no. often. But there's probably more people doing it than you would think. There's... Uh, if you don't do it, it's probably out of sight, out of mind. But for the people who are into it, oh, they'll schedule that like they schedule in a haircut. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go back in uh, a month and uh, yeah. we'll uh, take the next lesson. Now, apparently, this will or she will make suggestions on improving the look and suggest good sexual positions that will help your partner get the most out of what you're packing. 
Hmm. All right. Well, you know what? I'm sure people. Can I don't do know it. what position would work best with my style penis. I uh, maybe I should you, do it. You're talking yourself into this. I, I basically am. I don't know where else am I going to get that kind of service? Because girls, y'all just fucking lie. If you're with a a girl and she thinks, oh yeah, yeah, you're the greatest. I, I like being with you. You're never going to tell the guy, well, your dick's pretty small, or my ex was much bigger, or I'm used to bigger, or, oh, shit, you're too big. Not very often do couples have that conversation. You need an unbiased opinion. So maybe this is the way to get that done. I think I did just talk myself into that. I think you did. Yeah. Son of a bitch. So Ellen is back. Ellen is going to be back in studio for her premiere. She just announced this yesterday. But that's not the interesting part. Everyone knows, okay, every show's getting kind of back to work a little bit, looking a bit different. Hers will too, of course, no studio audience. But I think everybody is aware of all the controversy surrounding Ellen. And the season 18 premiere, September 21st, will most definitely address the controversy. She says, quote, can't wait to get back to work and back into the studio. And yes, we're going to talk about it. Hmm. I don't want to think that she is the way she's been portrayed. I'd like to think that, and I'm not disputing the claims of the people who say they were mistreated, but I'd like to think that that didn't come from Ellen. I mean, there were stories that uh, you're not allowed to look Ellen right in the eye. I don't think Ellen told her people to tell the employees, don't look me in the eye. I'd like to think somebody was just being presumptuous and thought Ellen might be more comfortable if people didn't look her right in the eye right. and told people that even though it didn't actually sure. come from Ellen herself. Well, but you actually think that this is legit, that there's something here. Oh, I think there's something here. And I think over time you get, you know, like anybody does in any job, sometimes you get complacent. You don't really realize what's going on around you. You just kind of do your job. And when you have the type of job that Ellen has, I mean, that's her show. But make no mistake, there's a lot of people running the show around her that are her close people. So if you weren't in that close bubble, that's where problems came in. The firsthand Twitter accounts, according to past employees and even a couple current employees, which is probably going to be really awkward, but she says she's addressing it head on with those employees, um, was a couple of occasions. And sometimes, Scott, all it takes is those couple of occasions of at one point someone claimed, and I'll say this is allegedly, that she was in a boardroom. It was a staff meeting that she was involved in, and she wasn't involved in many, but she was involved in some. And somebody was giving her a look. And it's quite possible, Scott, someone was being creepy, weird, overly staring. It is totally possible that that person was like, okay, dude, you need to chill. Stop staring at Ellen. It's weird, right? Mm -hmm. But she, because she's a comedian too, no doubt about it, her first reaction and instinct is to say something. So she probably did say, okay, can you not look at me that way? Like, and, And people took it the wrong way or who knows what. You could see how something like that, just a couple of small instances like that could escalate, right? I guess. I just don't know how much of it came from Ellen. She... She seems like a really good, truly kind person. And I don't want to think of her as a monster boss. And that's kind of the way she's been portrayed. So it's going to be very telling. We should get a pretty good idea of how accurate these claims are when she does come out and address it. I'm glad she's addressing it. I just don't want to lose that opinion I have of her because there's not a lot of great good, kind, truly care about other people and the environment and so on and so forth, people out there anymore, certainly not in celebrity positions. They've all turned out to be douchebags in some way. 
Ellen still seems like one of the real ones, and I would like her to clarify what happened and hopefully put the whole thing to bed. Well, and she's a human, right? And I think she needs to make that clear. And she, like, so far it seems as though she's been trying to make that clear, at least when she had her private, uh, which didn't, which didn't end up so private, um, meeting with staff. When she showed up via Zoom, they had a big staff meeting and she took the, the, the floor, if you will, virtually and addressed it with them privately and said, I don't want this to be a thing. I'm upset. I want you to look me in the eye. I want to have one-on-one conversations with each of you. And it's just a wake-up call for her, maybe. Maybe she did need a little bit of a wake-up call. It doesn't mean she's a bad person. It just means she's human. And I think that's the problem right there, is that we do put people like that, like your Oprahs and your Ellens and anyone else, up on a pedestal of, like, they're above everybody else and they're perfect. Because they're not. And I think it's actually kind of refreshing, and I hate that it's Ellen that has to take the hit for this, but I think it's really refreshing that we have somebody who, who has been seen in that light Oh, turns out they're they're kind of human. We've heard other stories about her drinking a lot, too. Maybe there's something to it, and maybe there's not there. That's her personal life, and I think celebrities should still have a personal life, and who gives a shit what you do as long as it's not affecting anybody else in that. But we're talking about at work here. We're talking about a working environment, to- very toxic one. And maybe she wasn't even in charge of a lot of these. By the way, not all of them were directed at her. There's a controversy about everybody. She had to dump three senior producers on the show because they were trying to basically fuck interns like oh. two of the three of them were the other one uh there was another issue with with him but three of the male producers were canned from the show they did end up promoting twitch uh you remember twitch is the dj he's actually going to take more of a producer role uh to the show too so there's a, there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of things in motion here. I don't know if everyone's aware. So it's not really all on Ellen. It's the show as a whole. Now, Steve Harvey, you can you can say what you want about Steve Harvey. He has opinions on everything. And, of course, he wants to win that, you know, daytime Emmy, no doubt, when he's always compared to Ellen. But he has said recently, he was asked, what should Ellen do? How should Ellen address this? And he says she should just quit the show. But obviously, that's not how she's rolling. And I do appreciate that she's taking this head on because there's so much controversy. It's rumors about her. It's rumors about the staff. It's rumors about her and her wife now at this point. Her wife's getting dragged into it. People are saying she's wanted to leave for forever. Uh, insiders that that know that have worked on set have said that she's, they've heard them fighting before there, let alone what happens at home. 90% of it could be untrue, but... We'll see what Ellen has to say. I'm with you. I'm, I'm curious to see what she what she is going to say. Again, that's September 21st. She's back on. And we will, of course, play some for you here, too. It's also relative. I mean, I would think that most people think if you work on the Ellen DeGeneres show, you're basically going to work at Disney World. It should be a happy, fun, we're all dancing and smiling and playing fun games kind of day. Right, right. If you work at the White House and Donald Trump is your boss, you're basically walking into hell every single day because he doesn't seem like a very good boss. We all watch that show for, what, seven, eight seasons? We know he's not a great boss. But you don't see a lot of complaints about a toxic workplace coming out of the White House because I think everybody knew going in there it was a toxic workplace. So maybe there is a different standard that we hold someone like Ellen to as compared to uh, a White House job or even a regular run-of-the-mill job. It's entirely possible that it's just not what people were expecting. Um, I think the Oscars are done after this. The Motion Picture Academy is implementing new diversity standards that any film has to be has to meet in order to be nominated for Best Picture. There are going to be four criteria, four standards, and they need to at least meet two of the four. 
So here's the new criteria to be even nominated for Best Picture. Oh, man. Okay. At least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors must be from underrepresented racial or ethnic groups or at least 30% of all actors in secondary or minor roles. Or a main storyline, theme, or narrative must be centered on an underrepresented group. That's standard one. Number two, establishes a similar standard of diversity for creative leadership and crew roles. Number three, requires that the film provide paid apprenticeship and internship opportunities to underrepresented groups or training opportunities and skills development for underrepresented crew. Or, number four, requires that a film's marketing, publicity, and distribution have multiple in-house senior executives from underrepresented groups. This is basically the movie equivalent of affirmative action. Is that right, or should just the best overall pictures be nominated? Oh, look, I think there's a lot wrong with the Oscars or award shows in general anyway, because I feel like people are so nitpicky about everything right now. They they have been for a while, but they're so nitpicky. But then we still have categories like best female, best actress, best actor. Yeah, they've done nothing to address sexism. Like there's there's a big set for me, like tackle, tackle it all. Sure. You can go ahead and try to tackle it all. You're not going to get it all in one in one show in one year. 2021 is not going to suddenly be the year that everything's perfect. But why don't you try to address other things as well? Yeah, there are. I mean, we all know about the Oscars, so white controversy. It's been a thing for several years now. I appreciate their attempt to make sure that sets are are diverse, but it should also be noted, Scott, that a lot of these companies individually, your Universals and your Sonys and all your major major motion picture houses have already put things into place since Black Lives Matter really took a, a, a turn and became so huge this year. They've done their own thing. Uh, there's a lot of stars like Michael B. Jordan who've included a rider, an inclus- inclusivity rider. Is that what it's called? Something like yeah. that. An inclusive, whatever. No, you're right. Is. That's what it is. Something like that. Yeah. So you have to, if he's working for you, this is what you have to do. Make sure that you're, you know, have a diverse selection of people working on set, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's already kind, this is kind of a cheat because it's already kind of been implemented throughout major motion picture companies. There's your smaller independent ones that are going to have to take a look at this and go, okay. We could win an Oscar, maybe for this, because it has such a good script. Let's make sure that we do A, B, C, D, all the things you mentioned, to make sure we actually have a shot at winning Best Picture. Uh, is it something they should think about anyway? Yeah, make sure that you are making good, get, giving good representation or making jobs available to people who, who should take those roles, right? As long as the best first person for the role gets it, regardless if it's crew or it's uh, someone on screen, you want to make sure it's a good movie. Because if it's not anyway, then it's going to suck and you're not going to get nominated. So you got to find the fine line in that, I think. Were you okay with the Songs of Summer list that Billboard put out? No, not my choices. No. No. Da Baby was number one with, what's that song called? Rockstar? Rockstar, yeah. Rockstar. Da Baby. Song of the Summer? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think they're weighing very heavily on a very narrow pool of American radio stations to come up with that. And sure, streams and things like that factor into it. In the past, it's been very easy. You just took the most recent Drake song and said, congratulations, Song of the Summer. <laughs> But this year, baby over the weekend, Rain on Me from Lady Gaga didn't even make the list. No, neither did Savage Love. That kind of surprised me. I thought Savage Love should be in the top 10. Maybe you're wondering, well, what's in the top 10? I'll write it down for you real quick. 
Scott mentioned the baby's rock star number one. The weekend blinding lights was two. Number three didn't get a lot of radio play, I'll be honest, but Jack Harlow's What's Poppin'? That also featured the baby. Uh, Tory Lane's too, if we can speak about Tory anymore. Uh, four was Savage, Megan the Stallion. That makes sense to me. Fine. Five, Roses, St. John. Great song. Six, Watermelon Sugar. Yes. Harry Styles. Yeah. Harry Styles. Actually, he's in there not once but twice, so I'll mention Adore You is number 10. Number seven, Say So, Doja Cat. Number eight, even though it's brand new, this is the trouble I have, and I know it broke a lot of records when it came out, but WAP, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion's WAP was just made the cut for, for Song of the Summer. And number nine was Circles, Post Malone. Can I ask you about WAP? Because I think it's weird that it made the list, too, although I get how popular it is. There's people who love it. And other than strippers, I can't really figure out who the hell would be dancing to that. Like, when the clubs can reopen, is this a song that the women are going to, like, just race to the dance floor for? Like, are you going to be out there uh, dancing along, singing along to a song called Wet Ass Pussy? <laughs> it's, really? It's totally a TikTok dancing thing. And I don't know if you if you scroll on your TikTok ever, but the latest thing is... A, attempting that dance, which I th- we mentioned in the podcast, don't even, don't even, you'll break something at the least. Um, people are doing it now in front of their parents. That's been the latest TikTok is doing it out of nowhere in front of their parents or in a public place. I know TikTok challenges are dumb. I totally agree with you. But that's, that's who, the people who are, who are loving it are the people who are watching it. I know people who love the song just to love the song and listen to the song all the time. Huh. Okay. All right. I mean, the video is good enough. It's just kind of a, a weird thing. Like, when you think about what it is, that's kind of a weird thing to be dancing to, isn't it? Like, to be that excited about. But, yeah, I can totally picture that. Uh, when nobody's dancing at midnight in a nightclub, DJ drops that one, and all of a sudden everybody goes fucking hog wild and races to the dance floor to start doing their wet-ass pussy shit. And, and I don't know if... Uh, I'm just glad everywhere but BC they'll be doing that at the nightclubs yeah I'm glad you mentioned that in BC they're Dr. Bonnie Henry's great they got a great chief medical officer of health in British Columbia they are now closing down the banquet halls and nightclubs again they had coronavirus under control Mm -hmm. then the numbers started to creep up again so they're going to try and nip it in the bud right as school goes back in now we're in a very similar circumstance here in Ontario we had the numbers down to almost no new cases a day, almost none. Now, and I think people are very aware of it because they didn't report numbers on Labor Day. They did two days worth of numbers yesterday, and it was 375 new cases that they reported yesterday. That's a lot and much higher than we're used to in this province. Yeah. Now, when you break it down, Doug Ford is quite right when he centered out. Toronto, Brampton, and Ottawa. Because of those 375 new cases, 108 of them were in Toronto, 99 of them were in Peel, and 62 were in Ottawa. Uh, Rough math here, two-thirds of the cases in the entire province were in three different cities. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. It's not good. Should he lock him down, or is he right to say, we're not doing it yet, but if we need to to put him back in stage two, we will, if people don't start following the rules. That was a warning he did yesterday, wasn't it? It was a warning. warning. It was like a stop fucking around kind of thing. And and it should be. And they need at least a warning right now. If those numbers continue to creep up just a little bit in those areas, we're going in the complete wrong direction. If they're not flattening or going down, 
we're going in the wrong direction. And yeah, I think they need to get some things taken away because they're not, they're not getting it. And it sucks for those who are. I know there's people listening in those regions going, shut up, cat, shut up, please no. But unfortunately, the more dense the population, especially, we've all seen it, the more people are going to fuck up a little bit too, right? You know, I've heard that argument too. Oh, they've got a more densely populated area. Yeah, but it's not people on people. Like no, it's These are choices. people that are breaking the rules, doing yeah. stupid shit. Yeah, you still like, make choices. You're right. Case in point, I had a story. Oh, and a lot of cases were connected to three different weddings that happened. And I'm going to guess that those people weren't 100% to the letter of the law following the numbers. It's 100 people outdoors or 50 people indoors. And I'm guessing there was more than that. Uh, case in point, here where we broadcast from in Kitchener-Waterloo. Monday night at 10 o'clock, police responded to a large house party that was being thrown in Waterloo. A hundred students had to be dispersed while bylaw officers wrote tickets to three different people. Why did they only charge three? Charge everybody. We all know the rules. If you went to that party, you knew full well what you were doing and that what you were doing was against the rules. Yeah, yeah. Start and nobody's wearing people. masks. Like, let's be real. There's no way they were at least trying to do any kind of social distancing. You can't, by the way, in the houses on that street. You can't. Uh, Manchester, England. Police had to raid a party on Friday that was violating coronavirus rules. Now, in all fairness, it wasn't a party per se. It was a mid-afternoon swingers orgy. It had been going on, though, for two hours by the time police finally arrived. Oh my God. That's awkward for everybody. Oh, well, my God. Guys, listen, I know that you're you're busy uh, nailing some other guy's wife or whatever the fuck you're doing, but you, you got to put a mask on or whatever because we can't have this shit. You're not allowed to gather in large groups. An orgy is perfectly against the rules. How did they find that many people that, A, were willing to go to an orgy at this time and be like, I, I don't understand. Like. How 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 is that how is that a thing? How did that become a thing? Where did you guys meet? Was it online first? You were doing your Zoom orgies and then decided, you know what? We got to take this to the next level because this is this is not happening anymore. We must be in person. How do you do a Zoom orgy? I don't know. You did the same way you would do anything online with the video included? Oh. It's oh, like a, it's like an online that. online circle jerk. No? <laughs> I, 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 you know, in person, online, a circle jerk doesn't sound that much fun to me. <laughs> in person, does a circle jerk sound fun to you? No. Oh, just no. want to make sure we're clear. <laughs> yeah, let me clarify that then. No, it doesn't sound fun. Um, I was just watching, uh, I, I've got the news on on one of the monitors in my studio here. Yeah. And I saw a picture of Mississauga Mayor Bonnie Crombie, who generally I like. She's a nice woman. Uh, I saw a picture of her standing outside of school, greeting kids as they come back to school today and waving and cheering them on. Mm -hmm. You know what? Politicians who are using back to school as an opportunity to promote themselves. You better not fucking run when we have to close the schools down again. You better be there waving goodbye when they shut the schools down again. Don't you dare stand there on the first day like, oh, yeah, look at that. It's safe. We're reopening schools. You better be there. When inevitably they're going to come out and say everybody's going to do distance learning for the next month and a half because we've had a second wave. You better be there for that. You can't be there in the good times and not be there in the bad times. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say she won't be there. I just have a sneaking suspicion that any politician who's standing at a school today waving along, hey, it's your mayor here cheering you on. You should also go when shit goes south. 
And it will. We're all expecting a second wave, right? In fact, we're trying to figure out if we're in a second wave right now. Yeah, well, the the numbers aren't going in the best directions. I mean, we mentioned some areas of Ontario, but even in others where there were zero cases, zero cases, all of a sudden it's creeping up a little bit, right? And four or five cases here and there might not seem like a ton. But it's certainly more than the zero that we were experiencing previously. So mm-hmm. it's not really, it's hard to say. I, I don't know if I would put second wave on it. But a lot of the experts back when we were in the middle of the first wave said second wave would be worse. And that part kind of freaks me out a little bit. You'd think it'd be better because most of us are wearing our masks and doing everything we should. Really? All it takes is for everybody to wear their mask when they're out and, and try to stick to their bubbles. But, of course, it's going to get more complicated because school is, has arrived. And I had this conversation with um, some family members of mine because my niece and nephew are going into the, back to class. And they said, I don't think you're going to be able to see them for a bit because I want to keep them away just in case there's a break, like a, an outbreak in their school. I don't want them to see other people because then next thing you know, you're going to catch it or something's going to happen. So basically they're going into isolation once again and not seeing their grandparents. And I mean, which is horrible and sad, but it's they're What I like about it is they're doing it. Like they're putting them in school and they're doing it. They, they realize that it's important for them socially to see their friends and, and to do their schoolwork and they need to learn. So they're putting them in school and that means they have to go without a lot of their family relationships for a bit. So, I mean, I commend them for that because that's a difficult choice and it's going to be hard on the kid, but at least they get that social aspect until, like you said, inevitably schools may be shut down. Yeah. The amount of work that teachers and administrators have been doing... Um it's crazy the hours they're putting in right now to get these schools ready. I, I, I totally agree with sending kids back to school. Yes, open it up. Great that we gave people a choice. No, you don't have to go if you don't want to. You can distance learn. We'll even give you the tech if you need it, if you need it. Um, but for the kids who are going back, uh, these teachers and, and the administrators, they shouldn't be working as hard as they are right now. We should have pushed it back one more week. One more week just to make sure we've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Uh, I don't know if there's a reason that we didn't call teachers back to work at the end of August. Maybe it's against their contract. I'm not sure. But since they can't start until September or the Tuesday after Labor Day or whatever it is, we should have given them a full week without students to make sure that everything is ready. And this plan had a much better chance of working. Just my opinion, but that was a decision made by individual boards. Toronto's not even starting until next week, whereas in other boards, they've got kids going back on a staggered re-entry this week. One more story I want to fit into the podcast. What is one thing you cannot do in a store that sells sex toys? Hmm. (laughs) One thing you can't do. Try before you buy. That's the number one thing you can't do. It's a fairly liberal environment. You can go in and look around and you can ask questions and you can be yourself. No problem. If you're into some kinky shit, no problem. You might even run into other people that are into kinky shit. If, if you want to ask the person behind the desk, mm, I'm considering anal. What should I use to get myself ready for that? They can recommend products. I mean, these are smart people. That's they what they do. Help. Absolutely. But the one thing you can't do is try it out. And that's for everybody's safety. You don't want to go in and buy yourself some, uh, I don't know, magic wand vibrator unless you can be 100% assured it's never touched someone else's vagina. Right. You don't want that. No. Nobody does. No. So, let's head to Fort Pierce, Florida. 
Last week, police were called to this adult store after a 36-year-old woman named Teresa Stanley, I'm sure she hates that the cops released her name, came in, grabbed a pink vibrator off the toy shelf, opened it, and then took it into the back stock room to take it for a test drive. <laughs> now, in, in all fairness to Teresa, there's a lot of people who are not comfortable buying something unless they can try it first. <laughs> oh, my God. You wonder, you wonder leading up to that, and you know where Scott's going with the story. We all do. But you wonder what the thought process was on this instead of possibly going to an associate and saying, hmm, I feel like this might be better. Can you recommend something for me? Nope. She took it to that next level. She wanted to try it. In the same way that you might try on a pair of shoes before you buy them, she did that. You want to make sure you've got the right size. I assume that's what she was doing as well. (laughs) Is it the right size? Will it fit? I better check. When the police arrived, and yes, the police were called, because that's straight up weird. You're working at a store, woman comes in, grabs a toy, opens it, and then just goes into your back stock employee room? That's fucked up. So you call the cops. Police showed up. They say they found Teresa in the stock room, naked from the waist down, sitting on the manager's office chair. Oh, that's ballsy. Using the toy. She dropped it when she saw the cops. They ended up arresting Teresa for larceny and indecent exposure, according to the Treasure Coast Palm paper. Um, you have to throw that chair out now, right? You can't keep that chair. Okay, yeah. First of all, there's not enough Lysol wipes in the world to help that poor manager out. It's probably not even, well, it's probably up there with one of the weirdest things they've seen. But they see a lot of weird things when you work at those kind of stores. uh, I'm just trying to... You have to be a certain amount of curious and definitely horny walking into that store thinking, I'm going to use this product right now. So it's probably someone who gets off on something like that. And to be fair, I mean, Scott, there's a lot, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of different shapes and sizes and colors and things that stick out in different places and rabbit ears and foxtails and (laughs) flippy things and vibrating ones or silicone ones. It's It's very overwhelming. But she could have just asked. She could have just asked. She didn't need to try it out. In fact, you're not supposed to try them out for this very reason. You can get arrested if you do that. Bold move. She had to have been on something, I would think. I think so. Well, that's what I was waiting for. Was she drunk or high? It had to have been one of the two. Uh, I'm looking at her mugshot right now. Does she look happy? No. No. Uh, Eyes are a little glazed over. They didn't let her finish. No, they didn't even let her finish, which also was rude. (laughs) <laughs> i'm Very kidding it's not rude, rude. No. like slap the fucking cuffs on her that's not okay but it does beg in it uh, uh, uh it's an interesting question how do you know that you're gonna like that unless you can try it first you're really either going to have to just trust that you've eyeballed that correctly or you're gonna have to work it in Maybe you bought one that was a little more than you – you bit off a little more than you can chew. <laughs> Maybe it's a little too big yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can work your way up to that. <laughs> you to- don't need to dive into the fucking deep end right away. You start in the shallow end and a little tap, 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 and then eventually it's a boom, 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 boom. 
This you know person, what I mean? This person has a lot of experience. There's no way this person doesn't have experience. This isn't a first timer. But who's? Do they have to bag that up for evidence? Like, how did that? What a waste! Did they just chuck it out, or what happened to the actual vibrator after the fact? Uh, if I was a cop on that one, I might have quit. Uh, you know what? I'm not feeling <laughs> nope, well. I'm going home. Not doing it. I'm out. <laughs> 15 years on the force, never seen shit like this. I quit. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously. What cop wants to deal with that? What cop wanted to get that call? Imagine, like, uh, any units available to go to sexy store? That's the sexy store. There's a woman fucking herself in the back room. <laughs> like, who wants to get it? Oh, shit. You. One, two, three, not it. Jeez. <laughs> And on that, we will say thank you for listening to this edition of After 9, everybody. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, and uh, you will get future episodes automatically. It'll tell you when they're ready. I meant to do listener DMs today, and I just didn't have time to, to get to mine. I know, Kat, you've got some, too. Yeah, so I if do. you want to weigh in on this or anything else, at Scott Fox on Air on Instagram or at Cat on Air. That's Cat with a K. Is there anything else we have to say here? Um, I, I don't think so. Good luck to everybody. If you have kids that are going back to school uh, this week, hope for the best. And please feel free to DM us about that, too, because I am curious how, how it went for you. What was the first day like or the first week like? We'd love to get your DMs because it's always nice getting that uh, that first person experience from everybody. Good luck. Be safe. And we'll catch you right back here tomorrow. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.